Hey, this is Billy McPeak, pastor of Grace Point Church. And this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you and motivates you. I hope it builds your faith. I pray it gives you a perspective to see God moving in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, Genesis chapter 1, we're going all the way back to the book of beginnings. That's what Genesis means. Um, and uh, chapter 1, you going to stay with me today? Well, we, we had a sleepy crew here on Wednesday night. We had three, three, three things working against us. We had, we had just ate, so we all had full bellies. We had rain falling on a tin roof, and it was falling good. And then Spencer forgot, and he left the fire in the fireplace up there. So, guys, I was, just, I was just doing everything I could do. So, no fire. We want the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. How many is alive here today? Amen. The Spirit of God's working in you. Amen. Amen. You know, the devil does everything he can to keep you from coming to the house of God. He starts on me on Saturday. <laughs> he might start with you on Sunday morning, but he starts with me, amen, on Saturday. And... Uh, but I do have a word that I want to bring to us today, Genesis chapter 1. And um, just for uh, time's sake, I'm going to read verses 9 and 10. You know the rest of the verses. Uh, but it says, um, verse 9, God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. I want to speak to us just for a little while. Subject titles, nothing major spiritual, but it is spiritual and it affects all of us where we are. Um, a subject title, Creating Boundaries. Now, I looked all over the internet trying to find something creative, but this is about as creative as is out there on boundaries. And so we're going to talk about boundaries this morning and creating boundaries in our lives, the importance of boundaries. And, uh, and that God is a God of boundaries. Now, I don't want you to get into a, a, a legalistic mindset because that's not where I'm going to uh, launch from. Um, it's not about the boundaries of legalism. But there are certain boundaries that we uh, need to adhere to in our lives. And what, what really prompted this message um, in my heart is the other day I was driving by the Cadron River. And uh, I had just come out of Menifee and had seen the, you know, all the area where the water, the floodwaters had expanded out of the Arkansas River. And you can still see the, the, the residual effect of those, where those waters had risen above the road. And, um, and so as I came up on the Cadron, I realized the Cadron was still pretty, um, pretty much uh, rolling and, and robust and was, you know, it wasn't exceeding its banks, but it was, it was still you know, a, formidable, a formidable foe to, to look at. And it, and it reminded, me, reminded me of boundaries, that there are certain boundaries that we must adhere to in our lives. Now, to all of us that are here today and to some of the families that experienced it, uh, you know what it's like when the river gets out of its banks. Uh, when it gets out of the boundary system that's set for it, it brings uh, much destruction upon those things that we hold dear in our hearts and in our lives. And, and, so, um, and then it takes, it takes weeks and years sometimes to recover from 
from the floodwaters expanding the boundaries that were imposed upon them. Uh, breaking of the levees and the fear and all of that that goes um, along with that. So uh, this morning, I want to speak to us about coloring within the lines or staying within the lines or boundaries that um, are very pertinent to our lives. One thing we understand um, about, about life is that life is filled with boundaries. Now, now some of them are more important than others. Uh, some of them have a greater effect on us than others. The government places boundaries on our lives through various laws and regulations. Society places boundaries on our lives by telling what most people feel constitutes acceptable behavior. You, you, you adhere to a set of rules on your way to church this morning because society said you could only go so fast. Now, the fact of the matter is most of us exceeded that speed limit sign. Uh, yeah. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that it's there and it's imposed for safety. Society places boundaries in our lives. Religion places boundaries upon the lives of people by telling them what they can and can't do. Even churches like GPC have certain standards which we, accept, we expect people to attend to observe. There's, there's certain expectations that we place upon our life. And so when you look at the list, it could go on forever and ever and ever and expand. But the truth of the matter is everywhere you go in the world, you are confronted with boundaries. Every country has boundaries. Every state has boundaries. Rivers have boundaries. Buildings, properties have boundaries. In her song, I Know My Redeemer Lives, uh, Nicole C. Mullen, she has a line that's always stuck with me when that song is sung. And it says, who told the oceans you can only go so far? Amen. Have you ever heard that? I mean, that's awesome to think that God has set in the habitation of creation boundaries he says the ocean this is where you stop at you're not going any farther than this and so our scripture today talks about um, God setting boundaries in heaven and in the earth and the dry land and he poked the dry land through and pushed back the waters and they receded and there was a boundary set you know ever since you were able to hold a crayon you've been instructed to color within the lines we learned that if you consistently color within the lines, you're praised and judged as uh, maybe becoming a budding art, artist or you got tremendous talent, you know. And we frown on those kids that, that regularly color outside the lines, you know. It's like, oh, you don't get it. You, <laughs> I, I'm not against that, and that's not what I'm about. I understand there's people that are more creative in some areas, but we're always taught to color within the lines because there's a boundary that's been placed. And so throughout Scripture, we see God setting boundaries, boundaries in creation. He set boundaries in the heaven and the earth. In Genesis 12, he told Abram to, to leave Ur of the Chaldees, and he gave Canaan land to be his inheritance. And he set limits on where Abram or Abram was to be. This is where I want you to be. When God gave Moses the law, he set limits on specific behavior. And the Ten Commandments identify these boundaries. 
And they talk about societal laws, godly laws, relational laws, how I respond to each other, how I respond to my fellow men, how I respond to God, and how I'm supposed to act. They're boundaries that are set. When Israel came into the promised land, God gave each tribe an allotment of land and specifically told each of them what their boundaries were to be. When Jesus sent out the 12 disciples in Matthew 10, he specifically told them who to preach to, what to preach, and how they were to conduct themselves. He set boundaries in all those things. When Jesus was ready to ascend into heaven after his resurrection, he told his disciples, he said, Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. He set a boundary. He said, I want you to stay here until the power comes. And so according to the word, boundaries are a good and a very necessary thing for our lives. Now it's been said that that life is a whole lot like golf. I'm not a very good golfer. If you've ever been golfing with me, you'll pick up on that very quickly. My swing is not good. My form is not good. I don't hit the ball in the right place all the time. Um, so if, if you're going and you're doing like a, a, a four-man scramble, three-man scramble, whatever it is you do, and you're really wanting to win, I'm not the guy that you take with you because nine times out of ten, we're probably not going to win. Okay? I'm mean, just telling you that. Uh, come on. Hey. Just because you got golf clubs don't mean that you're a good golfer, right? (laughs) But it's been said that success is determined by knowing where the boundaries are in golf and staying within those bounds. Both penalty and punishment await those who ignore the boundaries that are built into the fabric of life. Penalty and judgment. And so we we can say it like this. A successful CEO can go to prison for crossing financial boundaries. Something that, that's very relevant and fresh on the minds of everyone in this room today. A United States president can be impeached for crossing legal boundaries. A marriage can be destroyed by a spouse crossing sexual boundaries. A ministry can be a disgrace when a pastor crosses moral boundaries. Relationships are damaged when people cross relational boundaries. So there's boundaries that, that we, we don't need to cross. And so the question is, is how do you set boundaries in your life? Or in other words, how do you stay in bounds in the fairways of life to ensure yourself the maximum chance of being successful in daily living? Amen. What, what are my chances of, of succeeding? And what we need to understand is that we... We need to have our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ come into our lives and help us create healthy boundaries from the Word of God. Amen? David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen? So the word was hidden in, a, in, a, in his heart and, and it kept him from sinning or going outside the bounds. Now, I want you to understand that boundaries are blessings, not legalism. Boundaries are blessings. You can, you can exceed the boundaries of certain electrical codes and burn your house down. We, we had an issue uh, where, the, where the, 
where, where the uh, fuse box in the back, where the uh, whatever that thing's called back there, that little flipper thing back there. What do you call it? The breaker would flip. And uh, we, we didn't know what would flip, but it would flip on the outside. And so we knew it was coming from the pole. And what we realized, it was getting a surge or it was a weak breaker. But the fact of the matter is, is that, is that if, it, it, if it was a, a fault in the wiring or fault in some area, um, that thing uh, could, could send a surge to, to that box and burn the building down. Well, of course, we got it checked out and everything's all right. But the fact of the matter is there's boundaries that we must stay inside. So here, here's a, a few things that I want us to take away. Number one, you need to determine that you're going to have boundaries in your life. It set certain boundaries. In real estate, a boundary is a property line marking a personal property of an individual or a business, separating it from the property of anyone else. So in life, a, a boundary is a personal line that marks the yes side of our lives and the no side of our lives. It's what I'm going to say yes to and what I'm going to say no to. And so we have boundaries and relationships. They keep us in balance as well as in bounds. Boundaries are the key to good relationships. Boundaries are the key to proper time management. Boundaries help you realize, listen to this, that you can't do everything, every time, for everybody, and you must prioritize what you do do and who you do it with. Hmm? Boundaries are the key to good stewardship and a productive life. So boundaries adhere to every area of our lives. They define property, but they also define people. In a real sense, they define us or they define you. They define what is me and they define what is not me. A, a boundary actually shows me where I end and where someone else begins. And oftentimes we fall into error when we try to be somebody other than who we are. I want to be real. What about you? Amen. Legalism will cause you to be somebody that you're not. Religion will cause you to be somebody that you're not. I want to be real. See, many people think of boundaries as limiting who you are and what you are, but, but boundaries don't limit who you are and what you are. They free you to be who you are and do what you need to do. I am who I am because, yeah, that's good, because I stay within the boundaries of who God has made me to be. Knowing what I own and what I am responsible for gives me the freedom to be me. Hmm? See, boundaries show us that, that we are what we are responsible for and what we are not responsible for, and it helps us to define our property and what's not our property. You know, you're trespassing when you go onto somebody else's property, especially if they have a sign up there. Oftentimes, my wife and I, we walk, and, and every once in a while, I want to take a shortcut, you know. And, and my neighbor really doesn't care if I walk across their land, but my wife is like, that's their property. And the fact of the matter is, is you don't want everybody out there walking across your property. So you are respectful of the property that's beside you so that they can't come back and say, well, you walked across mine, so I'm going to walk across yours. Huh? 
<laughs> if you've got express permission and all of that, I'm, I understand. But my, you know, so so it, it, it's permissible, but it's their property. It's not my property. I can walk across it, but I can't build a barn on it. Mm, I know every once in a while we want to mow our neighbor's property, and they probably wouldn't care. But then again, they might get upset. I know that doesn't uh, get into the genre of some of us, but uh, I mean, if, you like, if you've got a real nice lawn on your side and your neighbor's not keeping their lawn on their side, every once in a while, you know, the mower gets a little farther over, you know? <laughs> We're concerned about what somebody thinks from the street. <laughs> but boundaries let me know, for example, that I am responsible to other people for my actions. Listen to me. This is powerful. I am responsible to other people for my actions, but not responsible for other people and their actions. I am responsible for me. Amen? I got to deal with me. Look at your neighbor and say, that's enough. Amen. <laughs> so, so boundaries, they, you, you've got church boundaries. You've got marriage boundaries. You, you've got, uh, you got relational boundaries. And if you don't watch it, you'll cross boundaries and you'll have divided, divided loyalties. You'll have divided loyalties. Amen? This is my church. This is my family. This is my home. This is my car. This is my children. It, it limits the confusion. When you get into, when, if, if you went home today and you decided that you didn't want to go to your house because you didn't like what your wife was cooking and you could smell what was coming out of the neighbor's house and... You just decided you was going to go up and pull up in their chair and sit at their table uninvited. You're pushing the limits of your boundaries. Amen? Come on. We go a little bit deeper. Amen. If your wife's not meeting your needs or your husband's not meeting your needs and you start looking into somebody else's household to get your need met, you're exceeding the boundaries. And you're setting yourself up for dysfunction, dysfunction, disappointment, frustration, and error. It's the devil's business to get us discombobulated and disenchanted with what we have. Amen. Boundaries are a good thing. The reason why boundaries are so vital is because it helps us to distinguish our property so that we can properly take care of it. I was telling Spencer, they're, they're working on buying them a house. I said, you, I'm going to give you this red lawnmower that I got so that you can mow that lawn. He says, I want a zero turn. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a superior mower. Yes. So needless to say, the lawn is not going to get mowed. <laughs> but but when I know my boundaries, when I know what's my yard and what's my neighbor's yard, then I can take care of what's in my yard. Amen. It's not my business to go and prune my neighbor's trees and, and trim his hedges and sweep off his front porch. I need to sweep off my own front porch. I need to trim my own trees. I need to pick up the trash that they throw off the road in my ditch. Amen. Come on, in my relationship, I need to deal with my relationship. I need to deal with what's going on in my life because boundaries are placed upon our relationships and upon our lives. Boundaries are there 
uh, to keep things out that would harm us and to keep things in that are precious to us. Amen? That's the reason why you lock the door when you leave the house. Because you don't want someone to cross the boundaries of the threshold of your home or your residence and to, think, and to take things that are precious to you. But how often do we allow the boundaries of our personal relationships to, to run amok in our lives and allow people to come in and destroy what God has called Good and to take away our joy and our happiness and, and all of those things that God has said you need to set a boundary around. Amen? Amen. This is good teaching, preaching. Amen. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. There are some things in me that I must guard. I've got to guard my joy. I've got to guard my family. I've got to guard my, my, my son. I've got to guard my daughter. I've got to guard those things, my mind. I've got to set a sentry upon the mind. And how many knows that the best sentry that you can set upon your mind is the Spirit and the Word of God? Amen. The Word of God will set a sentry upon your heart and give you the right direction. He'll never lead you astray. The psalmist said in Psalm 16, 5 and 6, 6, he said, O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. Listen to this. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. You will show to me the path of life in verse 11. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. He said, you have set my lines, and they have fallen to me in good places. The Lord told Jeremiah, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. And they were plans for good and not of evil. And so what we can know is that God has good lines set for our lives. God has good plans set for our lives. God has a good path set for our lives. And the psalmist comes to say later on, you show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures Forevermore. So according to this passage in Psalm 16, the path of life and joy are one byproduct of accepting the portion, accepting the cup, embracing the lot or the boundary lines that God establishes for us. Amen. So God in his word, he establishes many boundaries upon our lives. In the very beginning, he established a boundary. In the very beginning, after he had created everything, it was a utopia, a paradise of blessing. But one thing he said to them, he says, Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you are not to eat from it. The tree was a boundary. It was a restriction. It was placed there not for their damnation, but it was set there for their good. Because every day that they chose not to partake of that tree... They were choosing to partake of the life that God had made for them. How often it is we want to partake of that which is unnecessary and that which is outside the boundary. And so God gave boundaries because he wants each of us to have an abundant life. You know, the Ten Commandments weren't and aren't meant to keep us from experiencing life at its full, amen, but to... to Reject life at its folly. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. Dr. Adrian Rogers, he used to say 
that when God says thou shalt not, he is, he is simply saying don't hurt yourself. When God says thou shalt not, he is simply saying help yourself to happiness. God is not in the business of keeping good things from us. The Bible says every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Good and perfect gifts come from him. And so when you look at it, the truth is boundaries are built into our very physical fabric. And the, and the most uh, physical boundary, basic boundary that defines each and every one of us is our physical skin. Now, some of us are more thick skinned than others. But the fact of the matter is, is that your skin keeps bad things out and it keeps good things in. It has a purpose. What happens when it's violated? Injury comes. Blood flows out. Amen. And so your skin is a boundary. And so in the fair way of life, when you, when you think about it, the out of bounds are marked on one side by the will of God and on the other side by the word of God. Of God. And if you cross one or the other, amen, you're going to be out of bounds. Anybody ever been out of bounds? You know what I'm talking about? You knew you weren't where you were supposed to be. Huh? Come on, you weren't supposed to be there. You were out of bounds. Aren't you thankful for the inner witness of the Spirit? Amen. It says you're not supposed to be here. Amen. The fact of the matter is that the inner working of the Spirit, he, he, he talks to you the whole time you're going to the place that you're going that you know you're not supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. Come on, unless you're, unless you're just so carnal that God can't get through that thick cranium of yours, amen, he speaks to us through the word and through his spirit, amen, as a still small voice, he begins to speak to us and say, you're not supposed to go there, don't go there, don't go there, danger, 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 amen, amen, lost in space you are, amen, and you won't listen to it, amen, so, Secondly, we've got to decide what our boundaries are going to be. Have you ever heard of the saying, the old saying that says insanity is genetic? You inherit it from your children. <laughs> I get it, amen, or old me, amen. <laughs> but here's the thing. Boundaries are not inherited. They are built. Amen. If we're going to be the well-rounded, psychologically adjusted, morally clean, God-fearing people that God wants us to be, then even from early childhood, we need to learn how to set proper boundaries in our lives. We've got to learn how to set boundaries in our lives. And parents, we've got to know uh, when our children are crossing boundaries. We set boundaries and parameters for their lives, not for their destruction, amen, but for their good. There, there, there's a couple of men in the Bible that have boundaries that were placed upon their lives. The, the first one that I want to speak of today, and I'm not going to elaborate long. We all know him. His name is Daniel. Daniel was a young man um, who was taken into Babylonian captivity about 605 B.C. Uh, they took all the most handsome, all the young, all the educated all, the, all these um, hand-picked young men, and they brought them into Babylon, and they became citizens. And um, Daniel was among the gr- uh, this group of young men that they brought in. 
And they began to teach him a new language and they gave him a new name. And and they were trying, in effect, to brainwash him into a new culture. And here's the thing. If you don't have boundaries in your life and you don't know what you believe and you don't know what the word says, then you'll be defined by the culture around you. Amen. Even if the culture seems to be right. Amen. Culture can lead you astray. They gave him the name Belteshazzar, the name given to Daniel. And and that that word... um, Bell uh, means protect his life. And the meaning of, of the name of Daniel is God is my judge. But w- w- the name that they gave him is Bell protects my life. Bell was a God that they served. And they, and they were saying, listen, you're not going to serve the God that you served when you were in Jerusalem. We're going to give you a new name so you can adhere to a new custom and you can worship a new God. Amen. Elohim. Amen. God, the one true God is not going to be your God anymore. But David loved God. I mean, Daniel loved God. Daniel loved God. He loved the word of God. He had no problem with their education, their dress, or even his new name. But there was one boundary he was not going to cross. The Bible says, then the king ordered uh, Ashpenaz, the chief of the court officials, to bring in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude in every kind of learning, well-informed and quick to understand, qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians. And the king assigned to them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. He said, this is where I draw my line. I'm not going to have the diet of the king. It wasn't so much the food that he objected to, but it was what the food had went through to actually make it to the table of the king. It had been sacrificed to idols. And so in essence, when I ingest this into my life, I am partaking of food that symbolically, yes, we we understand that they're not real gods, but it had been offered to other gods. And he says, listen, I am not going to give my life to them. I'm not going to worship these other gods. And so he, 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 he just surrenders his life and he says, listen, I would, either, I would rather sur- surrender my life to uh, an invisible king than an invisible thing that's going on in my life. So he gives, him, he gives himself totally to um, drawing the line and setting boundaries in his life. Amen. And, and in a sense, it's not always easy. It's not easy for him. Amen. But you know why he was able to overcome? He was able to overcome because he had already made the decision that I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to give in. Oftentimes we wait until we're confronted with it before we make the decision. But when you set boundaries in your life, you're saying, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cross that boundaries, that boundary in my life. And so one of the most basic boundaries in our life that we, that we deal with on a, a, a very basic level is that of saying no. So difficult to say no. And there's often times when we say yes when we knew we should have said no. I shouldn't have got into that business deal. I shouldn't have, have went there. I shouldn't have got into that relationship. I, I shouldn't have, have made that business decision. I just We knew after we did it But the answer was no, but we found ourselves ingrained in it so deeply. Some of the no's in life are profanity, alcohol, smoking. These things are 
our, our detriments to our body. Gluttony. Oh, you said, Pastor, you missed me on those, but I got you on that one, didn't I? Yeah. Dishonesty. Legalism. Adultery. Fornication. Fornication defined as any sexual activity outside of the bonds of marriage. And the Lord says, this is prohibited. This is not for you to do. And Daniel says, I'm not going to cross that boundary. We know the story. We know that the Lord promoted him and he became, he became second in command to the king. The second guy was Joseph. He, he adhered his life to the word of God. We all know the story. God elevated him, put him in a special place. He was in Potiphar's house. And in Potiphar's house, he had, he, had, um, he had at his disposal everything that the house afforded, all the riches, everything, the servants, everything was in his possession. But we also know that there was a woman, Potiphar's wife, who uh, had her eye upon him. And she kept saying to him, come lie with me. Come lie with me. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Would you go out with me? Would you do this? Would you go here? Would you go there? And he kept saying no and no and no. And finally, the Bible says that she, she, had, she had pushed out all of the servants. And the only one in the house was Joseph. That's the way the devil works. You find yourself all by yourself. And she says, Come lie with me. And he says, no. And he ran out because sometimes no is just not enough. Amen. Sometimes you got to run. Sometimes you got to flee. Sometimes you got to get out. Amen. Sometimes you've got to divorce yourself from that. He said, no. What drove that response? Genesis 39 and 9, he says, How could I do this great evil and sin against my God? Amen. How can I sin against God and do this great evil? So sometimes you got to get away from it. Sometimes you got to flee from it. Boundaries are good, but some people want to cross your boundaries. Some people want to cross your lines. Some people want to push your buttons. Amen. Some people want to destroy your life. Huh? So if you'll decide early on in life what your boundaries will be, you're a long way down the road. Amen. To making sure that your life never goes out of bounds. Lastly, I, how, how long have I been going? Okay. Sister McPeak, come. You've got, to de- you've got to determine within yourself to live within those boundaries. You've got to make a conscious decision that I'm going to live within these boundaries. That I know what these boundaries are by the word of God and by the will of God. And that I'm going to live within these boundaries. I, I used to pray years ago and I made a covenant with the Lord. And I said, Lord, I make a covenant with my eyes to you. These eyes belong to you. I make a covenant... With my ears, these ears belong to you. I make a covenant with my hands. These hands belong to you. I make a covenant with my feet. These feet belong to you. I don't want my feet to carry me to places where I don't belong. Amen. 
I don't want my eyes to visualize things that they shouldn't be seeing. I don't want my hearing, my ears to be hearing things that they shouldn't be hearing. I don't want my hands to be performing things that they shouldn't be performing. It's pretty interesting when you look at the story of Jezebel. Jezebel, that diabolical queen of Israel. When, Jay, when Jehu came, and it was, it was the end of her tenure, God had said she's reigned long enough. She's done so much damage. She has destroyed so many men. She has destroyed so many people. And Jehu came, and under the unction of the Spirit, he sees her upon the castle wall, and he said, Who's on the Lord's side? And there was a eunuch there. He showed up. He said, cast her down. And he, the unit threw her over the wall. I don't know how high the wall was. But when she landed on the ground, Jehu trampled her with his horse. She had crossed so many boundaries. Interesting fact in the word of God is that He left him when they came back to give her a proper burial. The dogs had ate everything except for her hands and her head. What's significant about that? Had her hands that carried out the plots and her head that thought them up. And the dogs wouldn't have anything to do with it. Even the dogs had boundaries. I'm one who watches history somewhat, and years ago, Madeline Mary O'Hara, many of you know that she was very influential in getting prayer taken out of schools. Took a long time before it got to Arkansas, but it did get here eventually. Now we've got, we've had children that were afraid to pray at school, and parents are afraid to pray at graduation and all of this. What's interesting, though, is that you cross the boundaries, and she had all of this done. But one day I was watching a a documentary on 2020, I think it was, Key Quinones. Anybody? Big old Key Quinones. They were doing a documentary on her life. She had set up the Institute for Atheism, had her own magazine. Had her own following. Had her own office. She had made a lot of money. She was driving a Mercedes. She had employees working for her. And she crossed the boundary. She had crossed the boundary. Wasn't just so much that she said that there is no God. But she began to work against the very God that she said didn't exist. And she had gotten laws passed and it changed the course and the destiny of our country. But they did a segment on her in 2020. And the segment was that she had a disgruntled employee. He came in and stole her money, kidnapped her, 
and her son. After a while, they couldn't find her. They couldn't find him. So they narrowed it down to this previous employer that she had. Come to find out that he had taken them. He had taken their money. He had murdered them. He had dismembered them. And he had buried them in a desert setting. He actually took them to the place. Crossing boundaries has devastating effects upon our lives. You say, Pastor, that's macabre. No, I'm just far enough along that I can see where somebody does something and says there is no God. Hers is a little more tragic. She crossed the boundary. What, was, there, was there opportunity for her to come? Oh, yes, there was. Because we serve a graceful God. But she never found his grace in her life. Boundaries. We need boundaries. Maybe you're here today and you've got some boundaries that you've been crossing. You've got some boundaries that the Holy Spirit saying you need to keep real in your life. You need to keep that open in your life. You need, you, need to, you need to adhere to that in your life. I'm here to tell you that if you'll keep those boundaries established by the Word of God and in the Word of God active in your life, you'll have a life of blessing. Before I have you stand, I want to say this. One other thing that's been so interesting is that just last week, our president, sitting president, signed into action that prayer is legal in school again. Amen. 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 I don't care if you like him or not. That was a good thing. <laughs> that was a good thing. Amen. I'm thankful for prayer. Amen. Stand with me this morning. So the question is, have you set any boundaries in your life? Do you got some things that you just won't cross? That's good. That's good. Have you set some boundaries? The Holy Spirit set some boundaries in your life, and you went ahead and crossed them anyway. And you're wondering if there's a, a way back. Can I tell you? There's a way back. Repentance is real. Forgiveness is real. The blood of Jesus still cleanses from all sin and gives us a hope. Hallelujah. Can we bow our heads in this room today? Father, we praise you. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, the power of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us. Thank you, Lord, for your word that abides with us forever. Lord God, thank you for giving us life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord God, for opening doors and closing doors that we need shut in our lives. Father, thank you for your spirit that gives us the direction that we need and the word that illuminates the path. Well, we praise you and we thank you and we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you grab the hand of the person next to you? Before? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can grab it. There's, hallelujah. 
Come on, let's pray for one another right now. Father, I just pray, Lord, that boundaries would be placed in a good place in his life. Father, I pray that he would know those boundaries. Lord God, he would see the boundaries. He would stay in those boundaries. Father, that you would promote within him a good life. Lord, a blessed life. Lord God, a grace-filled life. Lord God, a life of fullness. A life of blessing. A life of illumination. A life of strength and power. Lord, that others would see what you are doing in him and through him. And want to know that God, hallelujah, and he could testify of what you've done and the changes you've made. Lord, we praise you today. We pray for one another, Lord. God, for you to strengthen each and every person in this room. Change us and mold us and make us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. Because of you, this ministry is possible. If this encourages you, we ask that you subscribe to receive these podcasts or share them on your social stories. And tag us at GPC Arkansas. I pray you have a good week.